0: We back. Yes, we are. This is the Real Talk Sports podcast. I'm your host, Deontay Smith, and this is going to be the draft recap for the Real Talk Sports Dynasty Fantasy League. Why is it so important? It's the first rookie draft we've ever had in this league. Last year was a startup. Kagan won it all. I was a runner up. It's going to be a little bit different this year because i plan to win it all like I did last year. this year the only difference is i'm gonna actually do it so i got kagan on talking about how he made his decisions on draft day as uh we did a slow draft so you were able to make trades and think your draft picks through but he made a couple picks that made me wonder what the heck was he thinking because i value players and positions one way he values them completely different than i do but it's interesting to see how his thought process worked. So we're definitely gonna have him on talking about how he shook out, how he feels about his team moving forward. And y'all, this league is gonna take off this year. Definitely check it out. So as I begin to take a look at the first round, it went a little, As expected except for one pick and we're gonna go ahead and start with the first pick who was picked by Kagan he took Joe Burrow and I'm gonna let him explain to you what he was thinking when he did that but that definitely changed how I was thinking moving forward cuz I I definitely like Joe Burrow just because he was going to be day one starter and you cannot pass up day one starter talent I don't think so that's what your first round's all about—getting starters. And that's one thing that he did by drafting Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow goes number one, and then number two to Ike Peters. What up, Ike? Clyde edwards hilaire who's normally been I've, who I've normally seen go number one, but he was able to go number one. Jonathan Taylor went to JB at number three. Then JB traded and got the number four pick as well. He got Cam Akers, so he really locked down. Two running back positions on a roster where he already had on Johnson, Raquel, Armstead, Aaron Jones, and now he added Cameron Acres and Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor to that backfield, which is super solid. Hall of Flamers, what up, Steven? He ended up getting C D Lamb, which was a pretty good pick because I, I love C D being in Dallas. They're gonna throw it a lot. Maybe not because they're behind, but they are gonna throw it quite a bit, and I think he's gonna benefit from being in the slot. So hopefully they don't move Gallup to the slot. You got DeAndre Swift drafted by Ashton. Ashton, that was a pretty solid pick, no complaints here. He will eventually overtake Carrion Johnson, who has seemed to be injured quite often. Then we got Mike taking Jerry Judy, who I like as a wide receiver two in Denver, because he has wide receiver one talent. But I just don't see him overtaking Cortland Sutton when it comes to targets and target share. J.K. Dobbins went to Kenny, who already has CMC, which he is loaded at running back. And I can never make myself go get a ton of running backs. But um, when you have Le'Veon Bell, Cameron Aker, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, J.K. Dobbins, and Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, those kind of guys that are running back, you really don't need a running back, but he did get a running back, and I'm super jealous that I didn't get one. I ended up going with Justin Jefferson at number nine, and the reason I, I took him, just because Adam Thielen's older, not old, he's just older, he's been injury prone, I think he played seven games last year, and, or he missed seven games, one of the two, and I think Justin Jefferson can play anywhere on the field, which is going to be a huge plus when it's all said and done. Then we at the Hall of Famers once again, Steve, when Steven took the Keyshawn Vaughn, which I like in Tampa Bay. Um, Not a whole lot of competition there, in my opinion. And that wraps up round one. The biggest surprise was Joe Burrow going number one. I'm going to let Kagan touch on that. And so after that, we got Ruggs, Rager. Denzel Mims going to JB. And then JB also got Brandon Ayuka, which sounds really, really smart. Now that Devo Samuel has broken his foot and Richie James has broken his wrist. So that's a really good pick at the one at the 11 spot? No, at the um thirteenth, fourteenth spot. That's where JB got him. Then I went ahead and got Michael Pittman Jr. Uh the reason I went with Michael Pittman Jr. was just because I like his body, and I like the amount of targets that he could potentially see while he is in Indy. Then we got T. Higgins in Cincinnati. I really wanted him, but I took Pittman Jr. just because I already was pretty solid at at a uh, at wide receiver, and I and I didn't want to have to have that dilemma of picking T. Higgins because I don't, I don't think T. Higgins is going to be ready right away. Um, I just don't think he's going to see the field as much as um, Michael Pittman Jr. Then we got Antonio Gibson who can do a little bit of everything that Mike took. And um, I'm really jealous that Mike took him because I really liked him the more tape I watched of him. And with him being in Memphis, they pretty much use him everywhere. And he is an exceptional return guy. Um, and you, we do get points for returns here in this league. Zach Moss went to Kenny who he doubled up at running back, which... I have nothing bad to say about that. And Kagan got A.J. Dillon at, with his second pick, which is super, super, I think is a bit of a reach for A.J. Dillon. Just because in that current offense that the Packers have, he's not really an, an asset. He's not a PPR type of back, but maybe he can develop that. And I'll let Kagan talk to you guys more on how he got to that position to take A.J. Dillon and what his thought process is behind that. Then we have him taking Chase Young, this is the IDP lead. And then um, after that you see Isaiah Thomas go, I mean Isaiah Simmons, sorry. See him go next and um, a couple notable picks in the third round, got Justin Herbert who I took. Then you got Tua Tagovailoa, who went right after me that Colby took. And then one of the guys how I felt was a bit of a, I felt like there were better receivers on the board at the time, Mike ended up taking Clay Chase Pool. Claypool. And um, I, I I just don't think he is a like a great pick a great fit for Pittsburgh, but I could be wrong. You see, Jalen Hurts goes Jalen Hurts goes at the end of the third round to Izzy, and I really like that. And the rest of the guys, uh, I I really wanted Darren Arrington, Evan Darrington, Evans, messing up a lot, man. And Izzy ended up taking him. I really liked him at running back because I feel like Derrick Henry will not be there in Tennessee much longer. Brian Edwards was another guy who I really wanted that JB took right before I could get to him. And I hate getting snipe, but that pretty much shakes out what what the league looked like when it comes to notable players and guys you're gonna know. So now, let me see if I can go ahead and get Kagan to give you guys that recap.
1: How's it going, everyone? This is Kagan here. I'm here to do my 2020 sleeper draft recap in the Real Talk Sports Fantasy League from my good friend Tay. Uh, Be sure to check out his podcast, also titled Real Talk Sports. Uh, Before I get into my draft recap, I want to just kind of run through uh, what my roster looked like uh, before the draft. And so at quarterback, I have... Uh, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, and Jared Stidham. At running back, I have Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt. At wide receiver, I have DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, DJ Chark, Tyrell Williams, Miko uh, Hardman, and Alshon Jeffrey. And at tight end, I have Evan Ingram and Tyler Eifert uh and before i get completely into the draft recap uh i did have uh one two three four five six picks this draft i had the uh, first round first overall i had the second round ninth pick second round tenth pick fourth round second pick the fourth round tenth pick and fifth round tenth pick uh, you know, I've done that through various trades through the 2019 season, but there are two trades I want to talk about that kind of set my roster at where it's at. Uh, so in 2019, I completed a three way trade with two other members of the league. Uh, I sent out Mark Ingram, Travis Kelsey, Chris Thompson, and uh, David Njoku. Uh, in return, I received Evan Ingram, Kareem Hunt, and saquon barkley uh, when i received saquon barkley and kareem hunt it kind of gave me some flexibility so right after that i flipped dalvin cook and a 2020 third round pick for nick chubb and a 2020 first round pick so that 2020 first round pick is how i ended up with the 1-1 overall uh, i did win the league so it felt a little good going in uh, coming off winning the league and having the first overall pick uh, so we'll get into my picks here uh with the first overall pick i took joe burrow Uh, looking at my roster i felt i was pretty set in the immediate and uh, the future for running back and wide receiver Uh, most of my running backs are under the age of 24 uh, with nick chubb fournette barkley and singletary and uh, we are a points per rush league so i know leonard fournette may not be as flashy as most people are thinking but he gets a lot of carries, so he, he grinds out a lot of points for me. Uh, wide receiver, Hopkins, Metcalf, Ridley, Chark. Uh, that's the core group, but I also have Alshon Jeffrey, who I feel has a few years left in him. Miko Hardman, who could continue to command a presence in one of the highest scoring offenses in the league in Kansas City. Uh, so, I felt like I was in good shape there, uh, so... With Matt Ryan, I think I've probably got two or three more good years out of him, but I think it's time to start hopefully hoping that Daniel Jones or Darnold or Stidham or hopefully now Joe Burrow will emerge. So I felt like going Joe Burrow there was my, my best option uh, to hopefully get a quarterback for the future. Uh, the second round, ninth pick, I took A.J. Dillon, uh, running back um you know uh, i just talked about how young my running backs are and i felt like i probably just added another good stable workhorse um i plan on riding him out of my taxi slot this year i do think aaron jones will end up somewhere else for green bay i don't think he will return so i could see aj dillon being the starter as early as next year and having another workhorse running back so i was really excited about that pick um second round 10th pick uh, we are an IDP. I know I didn't mention IDP, uh, but I did go. I went chase Young. I uh, felt he was the best defensive talent in the draft, uh, and my defensive line was not very well last year. Uh, I didn't focus on defense, and uh, you know it' it didn't hurt any. Considering I won the league, but there's definitely some games that uh, I lost by you know a couple points. That if I'd have had a couple better defensive players, I probably would have won. So, I did want to try to get a few defensive players. Uh, my next pick was the fourth round, second pick. And kind of the same thought process here. I went Xavier McKinney. Uh, I didn't have a good defensive back. I drafted Keanu Neal. Uh, he was hurt. Um, you know, depending on how healthy he comes back, I'm still going to be kind of weak in that position. So, I'm hoping Xavier McKinney can take up the mantle. I think he's going to be a pretty good defensive back in the NFL. Uh, and then 4-10, I went LaMichael Piran, uh, running back. Um, I think he's got a good opportunity to learn from Le'Veon Bell and have some uh, uh, maybe some specialty roles within that offense. Uh, but I plan on probably leaving him in my taxi slot for as long as possible and, and seeing how he develops. I think he's got potential. Uh, in the fourth-round 10th pick, there wasn't much skilled positions out there that I felt really highly about. Uh, So I thought I'd take a chance on him. Uh, Then my last pick was the 5th round, 10th overall, and it was Devin Asiasi. Uh, Asiasi, sorry, I suck at pronouncing that name. Uh, Tight end for New England. Um, I already have Evan Ingram and Tyler Eifert, but both of those guys battled some injuries. Uh, And that last pick, it was the last pick of the draft uh thad moss was still out there it was between those two at tight end i i felt like going with devin here i did end up adding moss at free agency so i, I got both of those guys to hope maybe one of them can pan out i do like devin's potential in a new england checkdown offense with jared stidham uh so i think the potential there is pretty high uh, and then back to my aj Dillon pick um you're probably thinking like man wide receiver I got a lot of untested guys outside of DeAndre Hopkins, which is fair, uh, unproven, Uh, and I probably would have went receiver with that second round ninth pick over A.J. Dillon if any of the ones I felt like were going to have an immediate impact were available, and to me those guys were C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, uh, Higgins, and Jerry Judy, and those guys were already off the board. Uh, I think David Chenault went a couple picks after this A.J. Dillon pick, but I really felt like Dillon had the higher potential long-term. Uh, so nah, that's why I ended up running uh, grabbing a running back. Uh, Dillon pans out, and the rest of my guys continue carrying on. I could potentially later on flip Fournette net for, for maybe a wide receiver if I need to. Uh, and that's it for my draft recap. Thank you, guys.
0: I appreciate that. So, Kagan, in year one, what are your expectations for Stidham and Joe Burrow? And another question, what are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley? Like, Where do you see him ranking? Where do you see him finishing? What are your expectations for him as well? Because I know you're a huge Falcons fan, and Calvin Ridley has always been your guy.
1: Uh, So, my expectations look a little differently for both of them. Um, I don't plan on relying on either one of them for the upcoming season. Uh, I do plan on riding out Matt Ryan this season uh, and mixing in uh, Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, depending on how some matchups go. Uh, But for the most part, I'll probably ride out Matt Ryan. Uh, I did activate Stidham off of my taxi. Uh, I'll probably keep Burrow in the taxi at least fully year one. Uh, With that said, I do think from a fantasy perspective, Burrow will have a better year. Uh, Obviously, they're both going to go through some growing pains. I know Stidham's had an extra year in the offensive scheme that he's in, but I just look at the weapons around him, and as bad as Cincinnati is, they actually have some pretty good weapons. I think Joe Mixon is a great young running back in the league can do it all he can catch he can run protect the quarterback uh i think them getting aj green back for this year is going to be big uh they also have uh two speedsters and ross and uh the other guy i forget his name but they have good weapons um you know drafted the rookie wide receiver so i think he's going to have the best weapons to produce at a fantasy level and uh they're going to be behind a lot uh, the Ravens aren't going anywhere. Uh, Big Ben comes back and plays like old Big Ben. The Steelers aren't going anywhere. So I, the Browns are up and coming, according to them. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot, so it's going to give Burrow a lot of time to uh, get some garbage points. And so fantasy perspective, I expect him to to have a better year, but I don't expect him to finish in the top 20. Uh, same thing with Stidham. I don't expect him to finish in the top 20. Um I think his role is going to be a early career Alex Smith role, uh meaning he's going to be a game manager, he's going to use his athleticism to make some plays, uh but he's really going to be checked down and and quite honestly I just don't think he has the receivers that Burrow has, uh you know outside of Edelman and a lot of unproven guys that they're hoping step up, Uh, you know, rookie tight end, I just think it's a longer, longer road, road for him to go down, Uh, so, Uh, and the second question was, where do I see Calvin Ridley finishing in the rankings, Um, I did not go and check and see where he finished last year, so I don't know for certain but i do think ridley has the ability to be a top 15 receiver um even with julio jones um you know julio commands a lot of attention he's an absolute monster so uh that does open some things up for ridley but i also ridley is is he's a great receiver in his own right he's a great crisp route runner he's got fast explosion off the line he can get open really quickly And uh, we love to throw the ball in Atlanta. So um, I don't think our offense is going to change. I think it could very easily uh, have 2,000 yard receivers, Uh, one being Julio, one being Ridley. Uh, You know, as much as they don't use Julio in the red zone, they got to throw to somebody. So I think Ridley could take on some of those targets that they're going to be losing from Hooper. Um, And we'll see uh I, I again i think he could be a top 15 receiver uh realistically looking at my lineup i would have uh deandre hopkins as wide receiver one which i love that he's in arizona now um, and then you know dk metcalf calvin ridley and chark are my next three guys up in my opinion uh, and they all vary between a wide receiver two wide receiver three uh, I think different weeks they'll have different potentials uh but so I do look to be playing uh at least Hopkins and ridley slash Metcalf every week, sprinkling in chark where some matchups matter uh but other than that, thank you guys uh tay I appreciate the time, sir, and I hope this uh hope this helped and gave you what you need.